Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers. This is episode seven. My name is Rick. I'm joined today by Samuel. Hello, Samuel. Hello. 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 Thank you for joining me. It's good to have you. All right. <laughs> no problems. Uh, we've got a few uh, games we're going to talk about today. So I've played a few new games, which uh, we're going to chat about shortly. We've got a question of the week, which is uh, about two-player games. What two-player games do you enjoy? Uh, is there any good ones or any bad ones? And then I'm going to talk about some of the games I've played recently. So, but first of all, I wanted to have a quick chat about uh, a couple of apps that I've uh, downloaded recently. Uh, the Seven Wonders app has been out for a while now. Um, it's quite a good app. I've uh, been enjoying playing that one. And um, the new Seven Wonders Duel app has just been released. So this is a two-player version of Seven Wonders. And it's uh, following the board game, the two-player Seven Wonders Duel game. This is a. I'd, I'd never realised it was out, but uh, I saw an advert for it, and I thought oh, I'll download that. I think it was about four pounds something. So it is a. It is a, a premium app. It's a paid app. It's not a, one of these free ones. But it does. Uh, it does work really well. Uh, I played it on my phone. I played it on my tablet. It, it's got all the cards in that you'd expect in there. You can play it against the AI computer. You can play it against other other people. If you you know you can link your phones together and play it that way online. Uh, it's a really good app, yeah. It's uh, it's it's good. Have you, have you played the Seven Wonders one at all? Or? Um, I've played the Seven Wonders game, the, the right. analog version, um, and it's it's not my favourite. Is it not right? <laughs> For some reason, I found that one in particular wasn't just melting my brain. There were too too many decisions to think about in terms of what cards I want to keep, what strategy do I want to pursue, what should I pass on, what shouldn't I pass on? Do I want resources? Do I want this? Do I want that? And I just I just couldn't. The the first stage was okay, but after that, I just was struggling a bit. Yeah, there, there is quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of choice in there. But uh, the good thing about the apps is that it really speeds up the game. Okay, you can play Seven Wonders in ten minutes against the computer. Okay, and the and the dual one, if you if you're pretty quick about it, can probably be about the same as well. Okay, yeah, I've never I've never played dual. Yeah, it's good. It's a really good game. Yeah, it's quite quite good, and it, it does match the the actual physical game quite well. Okay, um, so yeah, I can recommend them. They're really good. Yes, well, I. An app I've on, the, on that subject, an app I've been playing uh, recently, um, is the app version of Doppelt So Clever because I bought the I bought the physical version about mm. maybe a month ago mm. um, and enjoyed it a lot. And then discovered it was on the App Store and downloaded that as well. Is that the second game? Is that the yeah second game after Gantz Shun Clever? That's sort of sort of rolled and crossing up, rolling uh. different dice and crossing off numbers. Yeah. Um, so this one's got again it's got five dice plus Y, but it's a little bit more complex. And you've also got the ability to um, you can unlock power, so you can. I think so. You, once you roll some, well, before you roll the dice, if you've got some that you've um, put on a little platter, you can bring some of those back if you've got that power. Mm. That power bottles of those power available, which is quite nice. So mm. you can potentially use a high value dice and then bring some of those ones in relegate a lot. Then you can bring some of them back again. Yeah, um, which is quite good. And I quite, I quite joke because I like, I like the the combo aspect of the. Mm. Um, that I can cross off that so I can do this and then do that and then do the other I mean <laughs> I've still never beaten the score I got my very first game of it <laughs> really <laughs> for some reason which was a fluky high 297 yeah got into the sort of mid 200s but yeah. not got back to that then the app's nice enough you can only play single player there's no AI and there's no uh, multiplayer okay. yeah. which is a bit of a shame but it's it's fit, very works very well it's, you can, it's I think it was three pounds and there's a, there's a bit of um, for 99p, you can buy Challenge 2, although I'm not sure what that is. I haven't tried that yet, so that might be... That's pretty good, thing. yeah. Uh, That's yeah, a I, knew, layout or I knew the first sure. one was out, but I didn't realise it was an app of the second game. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think it's been out. I think I think it came out earlier this year, possibly. Yeah, I, th- I think they're quite handy these kind of games because if you if you don't have time to sort of sit, you know, meet up with your friends and whatever, or if you're yeah. on a trip, you can play, you know, a few games on the tablet or on your phone. They they are quite good. Some of them, I, th- I think, some are probably better than others. Yeah, we've got a few Star Realms. Is a good one actually on the app as well. That plays nice and quickly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that one before. Yeah, that's a really good app, isn't it? There's all sorts of different game modes on there. All the expansions are in there. That's a really and good. The bit, the bit I like a lot is that you don't have to do all the shuffling. That's quite nice. It automatically does all the shuffling. Yes, yeah, true. Please <laughs> add up a lot. Yeah, for deck building games, yeah, especially it's uh, yeah does a lot of the work for you, doesn't it? And and sort of adding up the scores as well. You know, adding up scores and keeping track of things. All of that's done yeah. by the app. So a lot, that the games that games have got a lot of that. Are, are, yeah, all, uh, all set up as well. Things like Agricola. It's got a lot of setup. Mm-hmm. It just does it. Just there, done. <laughs> Uh, I did. I did uh, download another app as well. Uh, this is called uh, Ticket to Ride Scoring App. Uh-huh. Um, this is a really clever one. Um, what what this does, you it's not actually the game Ticket to Ride. This is a, just a scoring app. But what you do is once you finish the game, so you pl- play the game physically on, on a board, and then you take a photo or you you have like a, a scanner on your phone and it takes a photo of the board. And what it does is it adds up all the scores for you yeah, and right. gives you a score at the end. That's nice. So it's really cool. Uh, I was a bit sceptical about this. I downloaded it and I had it on my phone for ages and I never I never played Ticket to Ride in, in that time and I thought, oh, it's probably you know, it's probably not gonna work properly, it's probably gonna be, you know, really buggy and not very good. But um I managed to play Ticket to the Ride and I remembered I got the app on my phone, so I thought, oh, I'll just get it out and try it and see what it's like. And it was it was really accurate, it was surprisingly good actually. Yeah. The tickets what it does is it's really clever. It knows what tickets are available in the game. Yeah. So you know when you've finished your routes, yeah. it looks at what tickets you could possibly have out of those routes, and it gives you a choice. So you don't you don't have to search through like a long list of tickets to say, oh, I've completed this one, I've not completed this one. Okay. It gives you like two or three choices, and then you pick yes or no, no, I've done it, not done it or not. Yeah. Um, and we had one slight issue where it couldn't recognise one of the routes because of the colouring, I think. Okay. Was, was slightly darker. So we had to, we, again, it was pretty easy. It just said, I don't recognise what this is. And you tap it and say, oh, this is red, you know, this is a red player. Okay. Or red route or whatever. And, and it worked. Yeah, it okay. worked really fine. Good. And it actually added up the scores. And we realised we'd done it wrong on the board. We'd missed a couple out because, you know, when you put trains down, you, you add your, your scores at that point, don't you? You play yeah. your trains. We'd, we'd forgot to do that a couple okay. of times. So it, it actually was more accurate than we were. So <laughs> it was surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah it's a really good one, that. Mm. Somehow, I've only ever played Ticket to Ride once. Like, it was Ticket to Ride mm. Europe, I think. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I don't know, it keeps escaping me for some reason. That's yeah, it's a, I, I like it. I've, I've got a few of the maps, a few of the different yeah. maps. They're, they're quite good. They're, they kind of extend the longevity because it's not just a different map, which feels slightly different. They all have like, slightly different rules and slightly different okay. scoring yeah. but things as well. So it make, keeps it fresh. But. Yeah, I was, uh, I was really impressed with it. So, yeah, that's a good one to check out as well, okay. to get to ride scoring app. Okay. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention was the it's that time of year when Essen comes around. Yeah. So my Facebook uh, feed has been flooded with people uh, having lots of photos and <laughs> mentioning what games they've bought and things like yeah. that from, from Essen. So a few friends have been uh, from different various groups that I'm in. Um, and they've uh, you know played lots of games, mm. p- uh, played plenty of demos. I've not been myself. I'd love to go one year, but perhaps yeah, so would I. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to arrange that at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really jealous of all the games people are playing and buying and bringing back. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, one of the good things about it as well is that people have to make room. So a lot of people are obviously going to Essen and buying ten games or whatever. You you kind of make a bit of room on your shelf for that. So a lot of people have been selling off games as well. So mm. now, now's mm. a good time to get on the Facebook buying and selling groups, and you might find a few bargains on there if you if you don't mind you know secondhand games that you know yeah. people have 
played and obviously I think a lot of uh, board gamers kind of look after him as well don't they they're quite yeah. proud of them and they you know they look after him really well so it's not like you know you're going to get a battered copy from uh, yeah. a second hand garage boot sale or something they're going to be yeah. they're going to be pretty good but yes I've, I've uh, bought a few on the Facebook board game sites oh uh, yeah yeah sites before and they've all been pretty fine and good in it so, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's good if you're on a on a bit more of a budget. Um, keep an eye on those trading groups. There's quite there's a few out there, and uh, yeah, I bought a few things uh, either locally as well from you know local people, so you don't have to pay postage and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, Essen seems to be a, a big hit this year. It seems to be uh, getting bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. and people are really loving it and playing plenty of games, which is great. There's always loads of stuff on YouTube, you know, like previews and okay, yeah. people reviewing games and things. So you can always look on there and see what what the look you know what the new hot games are that are coming out. Uh, what you've been up to then? You've been up to anything recently? Um, I had a bit of a splurge because I I uh, bought the most expensive game the most expensive game I've ever bought because mm-hmm. um, I bought a um, a copy of uh, the Settlers of Catan 3D Collector's Edition from eBay. Uh, yeah, you brought this long, didn't you? It's the one in the big. It comes in a big wooden chest, and it's got the. Yeah, it comes in a wooden chest. Three D board tiles, three D. It's all three D and hand painted. The tiles and the rubber and the the out the the sea bits wood, but yeah, it looks really nice when it's set up. Lovely in three D. I mean, it's actually you can play it as well. It's not just mm. sort of for show. I was one of my worries: is it, is it sort of gonna? It'll look really nice, but is it actually gonna work as a game? And it, it does actually. There's a couple of minor issues. The the, the round circles are sort of clay plastic, and there's no actual slots on the tiles mm. to put them in, um, as such. But most of them fit, mostly okay. It's one or two ones that are not quite so good, especially if you've got to put the robbers on. But apart from that, it's 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 pretty nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It was as yeah as you mentioned it was quite expensive, but I got it <laughs> essentially as new. I got it off eBay. Yeah. Um, essentially as new, in the. You could because with the box you could open the box and then has like a flap at the top and then you can open the chest mm. without actually sort of taking anything out and doing undoing anything. So that had been done, but none of the contents had been disturbed. All right. Um, so essentially, and they've only ever made two and a half thousand of them, as well. So it's it's quite rare. And it, it's actually it's got Catan and the Cities and Knights expansion um, for up to, up to four players. You no, know, five to six players, but it, so it's got that as well. Um, and all the necessary bits and things. So, so the the cards that are in there, they're like the normal cards that you get, or are they deluxified as well? Yeah, they're, they're well, they're slightly a bit smaller, slightly nicer card stock, and there's some little plastic trays to store them in. So you've got kind of two set, the sort of four sort of sets of four little plastic trays, each of which mm. has got three slots in it. So you, I've got sort of three resources in one, and then the other two resources and the um, what's it cards in the other one element cards and the other one and it's got nice little cardboard things for the player raids and the longest road and biggest army largest army yeah they are becoming more popular these kind of deluxified games aren't they they, they there's a few different versions out of um, some of the big games and there's, there's a lot there's a lot of fan made versions as well If you, I think particularly Catan if you google sort of 3D mm. 3D Catan or hand painted Catan or whatever you get or any number of hand-painted mm. sets that people have made. There's some really, really quite nice ones, actually. I saw a nice uh, wooden version that somebody had made, taking him nearly 100 hours, I think, or something ridiculous, to do it, to get, you know, this custom thing with, oh, you know, custom wooden board, custom cards, custom this, custom that, custom the other. But, but yours is, like, know. an official... Yours is an official... Yeah, mine was an official... Produced version. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, probably... I think it was released, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. Yeah. Slightly got my girlfriend to bring because she was... We were 
looking at giant katana for some reason mm. when we were facetiming each other and then I was, we came across a 3D katana and thought oh, I've got to buy this <laughs> and then sort of was googled it and was like, oh it's what on eBay for in the UK it was only in York so I didn't, didn't have to go very far fortunately um, so well, I'm going to buy that and uh, oh I, I seem to have spent did some money on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still a popular game. I mean, uh, we've got in the club uh, we've got a club copy, which is an older version, just the standard version. And I always see people playing it and enjoying it. It's one of those games that kind of it, it is a bit older now, but it's still it's still going, and yeah. people still really enjoy it and and obviously play it and uh, think it's great. And and your 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 version obviously makes that even better as well. Yeah, it makes it look a lot nice. I mean, it's obviously a lot, there's a lot of luck in it, but. You know, I don't mind that in the game. I quite like a game where it's a bit chaotic and a bit. Well, it's not massively long though, is it? It's, it's not like uh, no. spending three or four hours. I mean, it's, on a, it? it's a bit long with the expansion, yeah. but is yeah, it? generally it's. Well, what expansion is it? Is there? Cities and knights that can make it a bit longer, or possibly a bit more tactical. So some people don't like it. Some people do. It's kind of what you're trying to get out, out of the out of the game of Catan, I suppose. Really, I mean, I would sometimes I'll play with it in, sometimes I won't. It depends what takes my fancy at the, at the time, really. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, it's another yeah, it's another game with a lot of expansions, isn't it? A lot of uh, variety in there. So Jeez, yeah, um, I think the first time I ever played it, it was with the Seafarers one. Uh, yeah, that's one of the first times I've had. We had the same with Kessie. You've got Seafarers and Cities mm-hmm. and Knights with this huge, huge game at the yeah. session, which I think I actually won in the end. All right, um, <laughs> thirteen points. So I ended up winning. Yeah, I got a good thought set up or something. I can't remember now. Getting, getting quite a few of the development card type things. Yeah, I think was yeah, they always help out, don't they? Yeah, that sort of. I got it sort of snowballed a bit mm. and sort of ran away a bit. I was changing numbers around as well, so I was making it because you've got those in the expansion, so that was allowing me to profit even more mm. and push things to my advantage a lot. So that was, yeah. Okay, uh, well, one of the games I played recently is a game called Walls of York. Uh, this is a fairly new one. This is from 2018. It's by Emiliano Venturini, and it's a quick kind of filler-like game where you get a grid of like a squares in front of you each player gets uh, their own their own kind of grid of, of squares and you you roll some dice and the dice will tell you what uh, what you need to enclose in the walls of york so there are these little plastic uh, wall pieces which you build up uh, you, you roll a, another dice and it tells you what shape you can build so it might be an l shape or an s shape or it might just be a straight wall uh, and what you're trying to do is you're trying to enclose uh, the, uh, the 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 pieces that are mentioned on the dice it, within the walls. So you might want uh, so many huts. You might want uh, three churches and some wells. Uh, but also on the on the board as well, there's some that you don't want to include, which are like negative points at the end, which are the Vikings. So basically, what you're doing is you're rolling your dice. You're getting some walls from supplying. You're kind of building building around and trying to enclose an area on this uh, on this board. And everybody's doing that all at the same time. Uh, the, once you've uh, once you've done that, once you've actually enclosed it, you count up all your points. There's some coins in there, and you p- make sure you've you've got some points. You knock off points for any Vikings that you've got in there, and then you basically just clear your board down, and then do the same do the same thing again. So you do it twice. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. It's uh, it's really easy to easy to learn, and I, I think that's probably to its detriment. I think it's a bit too simple for me. If you're after like a family game or something a bit, that's a bit straightforward, it, it's probably it's probably going to be fine. Or something maybe to to play with the kids. But there's not a lot to it. I think once you've played it a couple of times, you're probably going to have, you know, played it played as much as this as you as you as you want to really. It is fairly quick. It could play four players in about thirty minutes ish. It's really overproduced. <laughs> it's, it's to to the point where it comes in a big sort of ticket to ride box. 
Uh, and it could have been like a pad and you know a couple of dice and some or some cards or something. Um, but it's got like a, a cardboard uh, tower that holds the the dice that tell you what what you need to enclose in your in your walls. Uh, the artwork's not that brilliant, I don't think. Um, looking at the actual board itself, it looks a bit messy and a bit splodgy. It's not particularly re- really clear what you what you're sort of enclosing. The the art is kind of it's almost like three D from above, um, but it's not it's not all that all that brilliant. Uh, I, I think uh, that there are some extra optional rules in the in the rule book. Um, if you enclose it perfectly without having any spare walls. And the longest wall, if you've got the longest wall, you can get some bonus points. So I think they realised it was a little bit simple and they needed to add a little bit to it. But even with these extra rules, I think it's it's um, it's a fine game. You know, it works and um, it's uh, it's okay, but it's not not something not something special, I don't think. Uh, in fact, I played it with, uh, I think, at the Sunday session and one of the people I was playing it with, she said, um, oh, what, what's to stop you is just copying another person. So if you want one person's, you know, because everybody has the same layout board, you can just copy what somebody else is doing. And they've actually thought of that in the rules and they said, the, you know, you're not supposed to look at other people's board and copy them. You just stick to your own board. But <laughs> that's a bit of a cop out, that really. <laughs> so there's a slight, a slight problem in that. Yeah, it is rather, isn't it? <laughs> you just don't look. Yeah, you, there's nothing to stop you just copying what somebody else is doing and then, yeah, doing your own thing. So yeah, it, it's okay. This, but it's nothing, you know, nothing amazing. So that's uh, that's walls of York. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame, really. Yes, I saw you playing that. Um... And the walls look nice, but yeah, yeah, it it could be a pad yeah. really. It could be just a you know a pad that you kind of draw on, and the dice could be cards. It could be something yeah. a lot smaller box and a lot simpler. And I, th- I think that probably works to its benefit. The fact that it's a, this huge game with big plastic walls and you know a frame that you put together with these uh, tiles in it's it's a bit yeah, it's a bit OTT in a in a bad way rather than a good way. I, don't, I mean, I don't mind a bit of blinging the games yeah. and them looking nice, but yeah, this one's a bit too much for for, for what it is. Uh, well, something else I've been playing on a vaguely similar note, um, something I picked up when I had a brief cruise mm-hmm. to Amsterdam at the end of September, with a friend and his dad for the friend's birthday. And Two Night Crew's got a couple of games there, uh, one of which is a quite recent release this year, I think. It's called uh, Era Medieval Age. Um, it's designed by Matt Leacock, um, and it plays two to four in around an hour. It's sort of Bit of an, a bit of an, if you like, an evolution of the roll and write in that it's a roll and build. So it's kind of rather than because you, rather than rolling dice and then writing things on a pad, you're rolling dice and actually building things on a little board. And the, the board, for the large part, is, is nice because actually all the little bits have got little almost like pegs at the bottom, so they mm. kind of fit into little. The, the board has got like a grid of holes in it where you put everything in, and so things when you put them on will, you know, go in the holes with little. They've got little studs on the bottom in places, so they'll go in and they'll fit and stay there. And pretty much, pretty much without exception, they'll all fit wherever. One or two are a smidge loose, but I mean, there's been no problems with it. Not you know, one something being out of alignment and not quite fitting, so that's been good. The only slight thing with the board is it can be hard to read because this sort of indents for all the, all the numbers and the icons and things, and in poor light, it's quite hard mm. to see those sometimes. Um, or you. Some of the, some most of it's just sort of tracks of with the numbers, so you can kind of work out how many you've got of a particular resource or whatever. Um, but it's a bit annoying. But the game itself is really nice. So you'll start with a few buildings. You've got a, a little keep which goes right in the middle, and then you you start with three walls, three long houses in a farm, um, which you can then put wherever you want on your board. You get four dice, and then 
each round you everybody rolls their dice simultaneously, collects the resources, um, then you have to feed your workers, you've got to spend one food for every dice you've got. Then some each dice has got a skull or one or has, has got one side that has a skull as well as well as other rikers on it. And if you roll that you can't re-roll it, and then if you get so then depending on how many skulls you've got, a different effect will happen. Most of which are bad, but sometimes well which most of which are bad for you, but there's a couple of them are actually bad for your opponents rather than you. Which is a nice little twist. So if you sort of Oh no, now I've got these schools. If I can roll one more, actually, it'll become not bad for me, it'll be bad for everybody else instead, which is, is quite nice. Um, and then after that, if you've done the, everyone's done their schools, you go on to the build phase, which is one of the main bits. So one of the icons on the dice is a hammer, and you get the number of hammers you've rolled in the, in the rolling step is how many th- how many buildings you can build that round, um, which is a nice sort of simple way of doing it. So then you can freely choose from the, the buildings that are available. Um, obviously, it's, you've got to have the resources to build them, so the buildings will do different things so some will give you extra dice um, so there's, there's four colours of dice that do that different amounts and they do different things so and the dice represent your sort of your, the mm. population of your your village your town so there's ones that will get you food and basic resources there's some sort of fancy ones that might get you the fancy resource which is trade goods there's sort of some other ones that are a bit more fighty because the last bit of the round is you compare the number of swords you've got with everybody else and if you've got more than other people you can steal resources off them a little bit as well and then yeah there are some and there are some dice in buildings that will allow you to re-roll things and that will allow you to re-roll schools in some cases or indeed just physically just change reset set the side of a die if you want um one building on the light, you actually mm. manually set a dice after your first roll. Because you've got when you roll, when you've got one roll, then you've got up to two more rolls of any dice you want that aren't schools. So you roll them all, move any to, any to the side that are schools. You do this actually behind the screen as well. If you, if you mm. move any schools, then re-roll any of the remaining dice if you wish, up to twice more. So you can roll three of them, then roll a different set of three or whatever. And yeah, and then so the game carries on until a set number of building types have been depleted entirely. Um, then you finish the round, then you you score, and you can get bonus points for um, scoring the most culture points during the game. Cause some of the dice sides will just get you flat points, and you can forget um, the most points by for walling in the biggest area. Um, walling areas is quite useful for various things. In particular, it will double any buildings in there, double their base score. Their burning bonus points they get don't score, don't get doubled, but. And also, you can't if things are inside all area, they can't be removed by any of the skull by a lot of the skull effects. Mm. So that's quite useful. So I, I deviated from what the buildings do as well. So some get you, some get you dice, some get you resource generation on a turn, which can be useful. Some will get you bonus points in certain ways. The ones that do other things, um, like to set dice or stop certain things from happening and things like that. Um, but mm. it's a really nice game. I bought it, just found it in a in a shop when I was. Uh, over in Amsterdam, and thought this was quite nice. Peter Fletcher thought, I mean, it's quite a big box because it's got all, the, all these buildings are probably 3D buildings. And thought this looks like it's going to be some sort of tapestry esque or terrible Mars esque huge, great long mm. three, four hour thing with a million pieces. Turned it over, it was like, oh, mm. this looks nice. It's all these fancy looking buildings, and it's it's actually a really nice, really nice game. It's it's a spir- apparently according to the BGG, it's a spiritual successor to Roll Through the Ages, uh, the Bronze Age, which itself was a Dice-based variant of through the ages, which I did. I had last year. But I've now sold. That's just it's really nice. Putting the buildings on, you know, there's a lot yeah. of variety in each uh, each game. Although you start with the same things, you can put them wherever you want. So it, the games do have a, do have a different feel to them. Um, it works absolutely fine in two-player, or you go to the site list, the buildings run out and take a few off. But um, 
yeah, it looks really nice when you're playing it. Um, yeah, I played it with you. Uh, I've only played it once, but um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Um, what you mentioned about the uh, the boards, yeah, I've seen pe- a few yeah. people have kind of painted or they've highlighted the the indents because they are indented, aren't they? It's just that it's slightly difficult to see. Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try and do that at some point. Was my plan? I'm quite around to it yet. They look quite cool, yeah. yeah. They look, they look quite professional. Once you've you know coloured them in, it look it does really stand out. And yeah, this this is this kind of over, overproduced as well game, but in, in a good way rather than <laughs> Alls of York, which is in a bad way. It's, it's in a good way in that um, the the board itself is really good. It holds all the pieces really well. All, all the buildings are different plastic pieces, different shapes and things, aren't they? Yeah, um, which is really good. And it all it all looks really nice when you yeah. when you're building it up. Um, I like the different strategies as well. You can like go for different buildings depending on what you what you roll in or what you want to roll in the future and kind of build up, you know, towards a certain towards a point uh, a certain point, which is quite good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah and, nice. and like I say, it looks really nice as well. Yeah, yeah definitely with nice, all the little plastic buildings. And when you when you finished, you've got like a board, haven't you, with kind of a city in front of you with all walls and it's got that aspect too, which is always nice. I've I've got a couple of first impressions. I'm, I'm not going to spend too long on these. Uh, these are games I've only played once, so I'm not really reviewing them. I'm just uh, telling you my experiences of uh, of, um, of of playing them. Um, the, the reason I wanted to mention them is that they are quite big games, and um, it's the first time I've I've played them personally. But I do see them play, being played quite regularly at the club, and and they are quite popular games. So the first one, and probably I think the oldest one, is a game called Terra Mystica. Uh, this is from 2012, and it's an asymmetrical kind of uh, engine building game where you're playing a race of uh, fantasy creatures like dwarfs or elves or something like that and you're kind of building up a territory you're putting land out on the territory exploring it you're building buildings it's got like a magic system where you've got these little magic beads that you that represent magic and then they, they allow you to do different things mm, power i think yeah powers um yeah. this was uh, it's quite a long game it probably took us about two and a half hours to play but uh, it didn't seem like that because of you know the the stuff that was going on and being involved with it. It, it did go quite quickly, and I quite I, I really enjoyed it. I, I loved playing it. And then other people had different powers, which you know you take advantage of. But it's all really well balanced, even though all the different races have got really, really different powers. Um, if you use them to your advantage, and everybody's doing the same, they all kind of even out in the end. So everybody's going for different things. Like some people are building and exploring. Some people are, you know, using the magic to get points that way. So there's all sorts of different things you can do in it. Yeah. And there's a lot of variety as well. So it, I could play the same race again and try and get, you know, better at playing that. Or I could go for a different race and try a different strategy mm. uh, with a different power. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I've played, played it a couple of times. I know Scott Wilbur really likes it. It's yeah, it's quite complex to get head head round. It's kind of tricky to work out. It is, yeah. Um, it, I found that uh, yeah, I've not played it before, and it is quite complicated. But uh, I found that once you've you know once you've played it a couple of rounds, it does all kind of make sense. Yeah. You, the the iconography iconography is really good. Yeah, it is. And yeah. the graphics are really good on there, and it, and it kind of all flows and it works well. Yeah. And I think that really helps. And one one thing it does do is that once you once you've set up the game and started it. There's, there's no hidden information or, or unknowns for the rest of the game. All, all the information you need is there. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, there's no dice or cards. No, nothing, yeah. Once it's all set up, you know, because each round you'll have, you know, for example, one bit, you have bonuses for certain buildings, certain building, I think it's building certain buildings in a round, and there's like a thing yeah. that happens at the end of the round, and you can see all of those from the outset, so you know that in round five you're going to get this building and that, so you can plan through the game if you're so able. So, uh, 
No, it's it's one that I, did, I really enjoyed, and um, I, I asked Scott about another game as well. There's another game called Gaia Project, which just is like a reimplementation, but he said he preferred Terra Mystica over, over that one. He said it was a bit more uh, a bit more involved. And, and okay. um, I've not played Gaia Project, although I do. The, what I do know is that they did something with the because there's a bit of a chat where you where you've got the four elements and you're pushing it, you mages up that or something to try and. Uh, that has a majority majority in each one, and they they revamped that in Gab project and made it a bit more tied into the rest of the board somehow. It was one of the main changes. And it also set in space rather than on fantasy planet. Mm. You're conquering planets rather than a bit of land. But um, mm. yeah. So so that was uh, Terra Mystica. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing that one again. Uh, the next one that I played was a game called Tapestry. Uh, this is a, a brand new one. This is from 2019, and this is by designed by Jamie Stagmeyer. And this is uh, a kind of it's a civilization building game uh, to to some extent. Yeah. <laughs> In the it is quite abstracted. There's four tracks around the edge of the board, so it's a big square board uh, with uh, kind of a map in the middle with hexagons on it, and you're there are these four tracks around the edge. And you again, sim- similar to Terra Mystica, you get a, a race with a power, and you um, build. There is plastic buildings that you can build, and they go onto your own. You've got your own little personal board as well, where you can build your buildings. Uh, use your resources to um, build the, these hexes on the cities on the map, on the main map, and push yourself up these tracks. So there's like a science track, military track. Yeah, yeah. There's very, various different ones. And uh, so it's an exploration one, I think. Exploration, that's it, yeah. And you get cards. The cards are, are like your technologies that you can buy. So these cards will give you different things. Um, so you can buy those and head towards those as well. And there are also something called these tapestry cards as well. And tapestry cards give you like a special power that you can use. In each round, you get yes, a bonus for each round. Yeah. So again, this is one that, um, that I really enjoyed. I'd, I'd like to play it again. Um, there were some. There has been some complaints that it's, it is too abstract for for a kind of uh, civilization type game. You, you, you're not really playing a civilization game. It's such a. It's more of a Euro game where you're sort of moving, you know, cubes on tracks and things. But yeah. uh, I think after a few plays, it, it, you you, uh, you you get more. I'll get more of an idea of sort of how it plays and whether, you know, whether it's going to stand the test of time. But um, I, I quite enjoyed it, and I'd, I'd happily play it again. I've pl- I've played it once. Oh, you've played it, have you? Yeah, yeah. I played it once because mm. um, Adam's got it. I still played it at my house. He brought it to mine once. Had mm. Four of us played it then. I, th- I thought it was quite nice. The sort of main mechanics to go up the tracks. Things was quite good, and you could be able to use, you, know, you could combine things mm. and, and do things quite quite nicely. It's, yeah, like you said, it's not very civilization buildy from the quite <laughs> no. bad. I um, mean, as it's a stone mine game, it's massively overproduced. It's got some very nice miniatures. Yeah, and nice building things. Although I did feel that sort of all the because you've got the when you build things they go on a little nine by nine grid that stays mm. to your player board. I did feel that was a bit kind of meh. Didn't really didn't really add much for me. It kind of looked like I was just stacking them in a warehouse or well, not a warehouse, but it, yeah, I know what you mean. Didn't really yeah. feel like I was making a city or anything. <laughs> They're just like I was putting them all next to each other for no real reason. Yeah, yeah. And you got bonuses for sort of complete three the three by threes in it or a complete row or column, which I felt was a bit. I felt they could have done more with that, possibly, and had you know bonuses on there that you could use as well to tie back into the main board or something. Or I don't know. It could have, yeah, it could have done with slightly maybe streamlining, maybe one of the mechanisms taken out or something to make it slightly put into an expansion know. or something like that. But yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, that the, the buildings that you put on your own little mat, they there are some dots on there that you can't cover up, so you kind of have to 
Yeah, but then of course that bit never comes through, because all the buildings are 3D, then that bit's not, so it all kind of looks a bit. Yeah, and you odd. get points for rows and columns that you've completed, don't you? Yeah, and you get the bonuses for that all for a 3x3 three three square. So, uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, the only thing is, though, with this, yeah. it, it's absolutely huge, it's massive. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we played it three player. And it absolutely filled our table. We had bits hanging off the edge, and we only just fit onto a, onto a big table. So yeah. <laughs> if you're playing like Keep four or five player, you, you know you, you're going to need a couple of tables pushed together probably. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was okay, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to happy to try that one again. The last one that I want to talk about quickly is Terraforming Mars. So this is like a really popular game, and I see people playing this all the time. And I managed to I managed to get it played at last. Uh, this is from 2016, and this is Jacob Frixelius is the designer. Uh, this is about, uh, well, terraforming Mars. You're playing over several generations, and you're playing a, a big company that is trying to make Mars livable. So you're raising the temperature, you're creating oxygen, you're doing various, playing various cards to, to do that. Similar to the other games, you, you start off with a corporation which gives you a special power which you can use, which you can take advantage of. And then the main uh, the main part of the game is these decks of cards. So you get a big a big thick stack of cards, which is all the different things you, that you can do. And, and these cards have a cost associated with them. So, like a price, it costs you to actually play that card. Um, and you and you get po- uh, you get points for playing the cards. And, and again, they'll do different things like raising the temperature, or you know putting uh, animals onto the planet, or putting plants onto the planet, various different things like that. Uh, I played this, I think it had one of the expansions in it, but I'm not sure which one, uh, because like I said, I've only played it once, so I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but we played... I, I can probably tell you which one I've played, played most of these, all the expansions. We had, uh, there were some corporations at the start, which you, you pick from, and I think yep. there were some extra cards in the main in the main deck, uh, I'm not sure what else, I don't, I'm not sure what was in the base game or what was, what was the expansion, to be honest. Okay. But, um, it, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it, again, this was we played this five player. Yeah, this was a five player game, and it took us over three hours. But a, a few was a, a few of us. It was the first time playing it, so you, you kind of expect that with the first play. It, it took a bit longer. I can see it being a lot quicker. In fact, I think the last time I went to the games club night, it, they, they played. There were a couple of people playing a game, and then they immediately packed up and then played another game of it straight afterwards. Yeah. So, so you can play it a couple of times in an evening. I think the fastest I've seen people finish a game is about 45 minutes. Yeah. They absolutely <laughs> chuck it. Two players absolutely flying through it. They know what they're doing. <laughs> so 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, it was really good. You, uh, yeah. you kind of find combos in the cards. So there are a lot of combinations of stuff. So like one card... Will, will cost you a lot of money, but then you'll find another card that gives you a bit of money to, to put towards that, and you can save money from previous rounds as well. So looking for those combos and playing those and, and getting stuff built up, I, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Uh, it's a fantastic game. Um, there's loads of expansions out for it as well, I think, isn't there? The different maps. Yeah. I've, I've played games with... There's just, they just kick-started a new one of them. But all the ones I play with, all the other ones, and they're, they're all pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's taken me a couple of years to get around to playing this one, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So that one is uh, Terraforming Mars. Yeah, I've played that one a lot. Um, Have you? We've, yeah, in the last sort of six, seven months, it's suddenly gone boing, or we just it's just been played and played and played and played and played. We've suddenly got four or five of us that are just yeah, just well, just play and play and play and play. Yeah, we've had times where we've played, you know, we've, had, we've played it three times in a row over the course of a few hours well several hours in a day yeah. mm. um, but I, it's one of my favourite games because I do, I do really like the engine building and the comboing aspect 
Um, and so eventually I can put that down, that gives me a discount on these, and I put that one down, that gives me more of a discount, and I can mm. draw some cards, and then I can put, put, put that one down, and that one down, and now if I play this kind of card, I get all these all these things, and this money back, and that money back, and mm. blah, 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 and, you know, I'll do this and that, and now I've got this card that gives me this, and this card that does this, and that one, I can't do, which is quite nice. And, it, you know, you can go for very, very varied strategies each time as well, but still do equally well. And I've got the I've got the um, Steam version as well, which I've played a couple of times online and a couple ah. of times in solo. Yeah. Um, which works okay. It's only got the base game. Hmm. Um, and it is all right. I mean, it's about... Well, I got it on sale. I think it's normally about 15 quid. I got it for about £8 or something, £9. I think it's been sunk over UI, but I think the UI is fine. There's a few things. I mean, you could take a few clicks to do some other things. So some bits it actually takes longer to do on the app than it would do in the game. Hmm. Sort of particularly in terms of putting cubes on cards and things. But it'll automatically, it, it'll automatically calculate discounts, for example, which is, is quite nice. Um, and you can... It, it, it run, for, the, for the most part, it's fine. Mm. Um, and online seems to work, so... The two games I've played. I think they, they're in the process of making the an iPhone app as well, iOS app. But I just really like it. It's a really nice game to... I sort of... I, I, I just, I'm sort of just finding that I really like sort of engine buildery combo-based mm. games a lot. Because they can be quite... They, I sort of find them very, they can be very satisfying when you get a nice combo going or a nice engine going. Mm-hmm. It works. And I like the, I like some of the mechanics in the game, the, the production things and that you get, and the fact you get four cards inside around, you, or you dra- well, you draft cards, so it's started around, it's the best way to do it. Mm. And that, you know, you can sort of go, oh, that card's perfect for me, yes! That works absolutely beautifully, I want that. And that makes, so your engine's like really good. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where all of the cards are really good. You get a yeah. hand of cards, they're all, they're, like all four, they're all brilliant. Yeah, and you want to keep all of them, but you have to yeah. pick one and pass the rest. And every off. card's different as well, which is quite nice. There's no duplicate cards. Some cards are very similar, but there's no two cards are exactly the same. Well, one slightly strange thing is what, what uh, in the artwork, some are like photo realistic, some are photos, and some are like il- illustrations. Yeah, that didn't really affect you know the gameplay or no. the you know the main enjoyment of it really, but that was a little bit strange. But I think that was just come yeah. from you know various artists working on the cards to get the artwork done. Yeah, it just looked a little bit strange. Really but too much. The, the icons are really good. The uh, the flow of the game is really good. It, 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 like I said, the different strategies are. Uh, that you can go through and all the combos and things are really good. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's easy to see why a lot of people really like this one and, uh, and that it's done so well. And it, it, it plays nicely at two players as well. It actually takes longer at two player because you sort of there's only two of you doing all of the because mm. the game only ends when you've got all the, all the, the temperature up, the oxygen and up, and all the oceans down. And if you've got only only got two of you, it's you've got only two people to cover all of those bases, as all it were. Right, yeah. Whereas in a sort of a three, four, five or a four, five player game, you've got a lot of people doing that, so it could end a lot faster. Yeah. In a lot of generation, so. It, um, it can take ages. I've had games lasting three, four, five hours. Well, we've just not been terraforming. It's been going on for ages, which can help you get a lot of points. It depends whether you're going for a terraforming strategy or engine building strategy. Mm-hmm. Another much lighter game I picked up recently at Patriot Games um, is a game called Point Salad, mm. um, which, as the title suggests, is a point salad game. It's, this is a really nice one. I've played it absolutely loads. I only bought it about three weeks ago, and I must have played it, I don't know, two dozen times or something. So. It's basically, you've got a deck of 108 cards. One side of the cards has a type of vegetable type thing. So there's there's six. So there's tomatoes, lettuces. There's tomato, lettuce, onion, carrot, pepper, cabbage. <laughs> um, so there's, there's 18 of each. Um, well, you, you vary the deck depending on the player count. But, um, and then on the, the other side of every card, there's a way of scoring. So it might be two points per cabbage, or it might be 
most Cambridges gets you 10 points, or it might be three points per tomato, but minus one per lettuce and minus one per cabbage or something. Um, and so at the start of the game, you have you lay out three decks with the scoring sides face up, and then turn the top two from each deck face over. So you've got six um, there, vegetable side up. And then you can either take any two of the vegetable cards or any one of the scoring cards and put that in front of you on your turn. That, that's that's your turn. So, you, um, so the idea is you're taking, trying to collect particular vegetables, um, where you might go, well, that scoring card works well for me, I'll take that one instead. And the one other thing you can do is optionally, on your turn, you can turn one of your point scoring cards into a vegetable card. Hmm. Um, and generally I found that you'll you'll do that you'll take a scoring card and immediately turn it over into a vegetable card because it's got the because veg- the score on the scoring side of the card it's got a little icon show you what vegetables on the other side which is very oh, right, yeah yeah so you don't have to flip, flip it over and have yeah, a look at it's on there yeah. So you can, got you. yeah so you often mm. I'll, I'll find that like I said you'll, just, you'll take one and just turn it straight over yeah um, but you could do that you can do that once, once per turn as, a, as an optional extra thing and then the game carries on until all the cards have been all the cards are gone and then you have to be scores but I, I, I really like it because it's really straightforward to set up and it's lots of combos depending on what you can and we'll start with that and then you might go oh, I've got this and that and you go oh that card's perfect from what, what the things I've picked up so far mm. it's nice or I've got, oh I've got even more points per carrot now yay <laughs> and sort of just nice for getting a little bit of again a bit of a combos going a bit of a whatever and I've, I've played it quite any, for two players you're only meant to play with about I think it's a third of the deck but I've had quite a few games with my girlfriend where we've used the entire deck I've got multiple hundreds of points and I've, I've got this card's got me 35 points this one's got me 70 this one's got me nonsense amount of points um, which is not what was really intended but it, it is quite fun yeah I've seen, I've seen this one being played a couple of times and yeah I've not tried it myself but yeah it looks quite good uh, how, how long is it how long does it take I mean 15-20 minutes for a game oh yeah so it's fairly quick it's pretty short yeah, yeah. it's a pretty short game yeah um, and you know it goes you just take a couple of cards or cards you know. I quite like those kind of quick uh, quick games like Sushi Go and things like that where you kind of you know, you can play it quickly and then move on to something else, and this sounds like some sort of thing. And I, I like the art style as well. It's a nice little cartoon, colourful art style, which is really nice. And uh, I mean, the box is huge. It's got twice as much space in the box as you need for cards, so hopefully they'll be bringing out some expansions eventually. Um, it's certainly a game you could put more cards into quite easily, I think. And also, again, that's a recent release that's come out this year, I think. But it, it plays up to six as well. All oh, right, that's good, yeah. Uh, six, yeah, up to six. And I played it with. I think I played it once with six, and it, that was fine. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, because turns are so fast, there's generally not a huge amount of turn time. Yeah, that's yeah. good then, because uh, sometimes it's difficult to find a game, that, you know, a quick game that plays six or whatever, five or six. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying this one. It sounds, uh, yeah, sounds like a good game. Yes, well, I will be bringing that along again. So, question of the week is uh, about two-player games. Um, specifically, have you got a favourite two-player game? Uh, we... we we do play two-player games at the club. Um, sometimes, if there's a couple of people that come late or something, and they just need something to play with. You know, while we wait yeah. for another another group to finish, sometimes we'll play a two-player game. Uh, sometimes people specifically organise it because they want to play one of the bigger, you know, one of the bigger uh, games that takes quite a while, and they'll organise that and play it between them. Uh, of course, you do get yeah. people who play, like you said, um, Terraform and Mars two-player and things like that as well. So yeah. even the ones that aren't specifically designed for two-players, people will, will jump in and play those. Um, I, I play a lot of two-player games with Tracy, my wife. She uh, sometimes yeah. will play the weekend and stuff. And I, I think that's um, uh, a lot of publishers want to put a, a two-player mode into the games. So, it, you know, it's a quite a popular 
you know, play account, isn't it? If you're playing with a spouse yeah. or a family member or what, you know, something like that. Uh, so there are quite yeah. a lot of, um, of two-player games that are either slightly smaller than the the big version. So there, there are, you know, there are two-player versions of the of the bigger games. So things like Caverna, uh, uh, I think that's a six-player, and it's a, it comes in a huge, massive box, and it's mm. a, it's a, quite a bigger, long, more complicated game. There's a, a smaller version called Cave versus Cave. And then you've got um, two-player specific ones, which only play two-player. And yeah. there are things like um, uh, Jaipur and... Um, Patchwork. Patchwork is a good one. Yeah, I played that a couple of times. They're, they're generally qu- slightly quicker as well, aren't they? They're slightly... Um, I mean, there's, there's things like Twilight Struggle, which obviously is a bigger game. Yeah. It's two-player only. Yeah, there are quite a lot of uh, bigger bigger games that are quite long and a bit more involved. There's a Star Wars one, Rebellion. That, uh, that looks like yeah. a good two-player game, and like you said, Twilight Struggle. I've not played that one, but that looks quite quite interesting as well. Quite a yeah. good, quite a good game. Um, so, so generally, if I'm if I'm at home and I'm playing, I'm playing with Tracer, we'll play something like Carcassonne or Splendor or something like that. That's not specifically two-player, but it will it will accommodate two players. Uh, quite like Seven Wonders Duel. Uh, Seven Wonders is probably one of my favourite games, and that has a two-player mode, but it's a bit wonky in that you have like an extra hand and you kind of cast pack, pass cards between you and this other dummy player. It's not brilliant. So the the dual version kind of solves that problem for me and makes a Seven Wonders game two-player, which is really good. So I, re- I really like that one. I'll, I'll play that one uh, quite a lot. Yeah, I'll play... I mean, I've played... Well, more recently, a couple of two-player games with my girlfriend who's very into games. Mm. Um, one of the reasons we got together, really. Um, but I've played quite a few with my mum, who I've got into... into Seems to be quite liking quite a lot of the games recently. Uh, when sort of, since I joined the club, really, mm. um, if I have, if I go back over there, because they don't live very far away from me, they're in Sheffield as well. All right, yeah. Um, yeah. So when, if I go over there, I'll often bring a game or two. And we'll, I'll always bring a game or two. And we'll, we'll play um, various things. So she got an issue because like quite like things like Agricola, things like that. Mm. Um, she was quite keen on. But yes, there's, it is a mixture of some things that are not specifically two-player, but will work fine two-player, so things like mm. Agricola, um, or Splendor, as you mentioned, or Spice Road, things like that. Yeah. And then some things that are specifically two-player, like Patchwork, which I think is a really good two-player game, one of my favourites. I mean, I'm, I'm particularly good at spatial awareness-type games, so mm. that obviously helps me a bit. I've played a lot of number nine as well, that's quite... Works. Oh yeah, that's a good one, yeah. You can play that stuff, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of one of those games where, like, an infinite number of people can play as long as you've got the components. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's two or a hundred; you can you can all play the yeah. same game. My 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 girlfriend made a joint a joint version of that with card and things, and then we've made a we've built all the pieces out of Lego as well. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> They're not all not all the colours right. It's a bit haphazard, but uh, it oh, does work. Cool. They all fit together, obviously, but it's a bit of a. <laughs> there are some mechanisms that don't really work as a two player so yeah. sometimes drafting if you're drafting cards yeah. uh, that doesn't really work uh, but like I said Seven Wonders Duel that is kind of a drafting game and, and Jaipur as well to some extent that's kind of a, yeah, a drafting once. game where you've got like a, a market in the middle and you yeah. swap cards in and out of that um, another one that doesn't really work is bidding, like in auctions and things like that. So yeah, that doesn't work. Sometimes that's a bit tricky two player. And hidden roll games, obviously. Although I, I yeah. didn't know there was a, there was a, there was a two player hidden roll game. I know. Mm. Uh, one is a robot. You got to pretend. I think one of you trying to work out whether the other one's a robot or not. And mm. um, I can't remember the details, but yeah, hidden roll games generally need a few more players. Yeah, it, even though these mechanisms don't really work, there are there are some games generally that will, you know, that will use those kind of mechanisms and and and. Put them into a two-player game and they and they work fine. Yeah. 
Um, especially now, now there's more and more games coming out. There's more and more variety. So maybe a yeah. couple of years ago, probably three or four years ago, you you were a bit limited to either playing two player only games or the two player version of a game. But now, you know, the, the, whatever mechanism you can think of, there's probably a, a two player game version of that somewhere. I've got I've got a fair few two player only games. Cause I've got mm. Patchwork. I've got um, War Chest, which is sort of two player only area control. Figma, really nice sort of poker chip mm. tile. Um, Oh, well, yeah, tells you probably a bag, which is really nice. Um, and School Collar, which is sort of a two-player asymmetric, many versus many small things versus one big thing kind of. Oh, is is that the one game. where you've got like uh, one's a big monster and the others are like attacking yeah. him? Yeah, that sounds really good. I've, I've heard a review of that. Yeah, it sounds sounds really good. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, still only actually played one of the big one of the four big monsters, so hopefully we'll get onto another one of them. But it's it's quite nice that this. Quite simple actually, but I quite, quite mm. like it. The, you sort of got a hand of cards and you'll choose. You've got two or three actions to turn. Most of that's you know you've used those to play cards. Yeah. You know, movie heroes do attack and things. But it's really nice. Mm. Um, what else we got? Patchwork, obviously, um, which I really like. Mm. And I've played lots. And was undefeated out for a while until I eventually lost my <laughs> normal thing. I won, I won my first fifteen games of that or something. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Impressive. Yeah, um, I've lost a few now, but uh, I do like it. Have, have you played any of the other ones? This this mother uh, slightly bigger games where you, you get those kind of tetromino kind of pieces and you put them together. That, that's uh, what patchwork is. Isn't it? You put it onto a board, but there's some bigger ones. Uh, I can't remember what they're called now. But cottage garden and I've played uh, cottage garden. You played any yeah. of those? I played cottage garden once. I mean, arguably, era it has a bit of that fitting things onto a board. Yeah, you, you mentioned that was quite good at two player as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that so, works fine too. So you don't necessarily need to have a, a two-player game. So a lot no. of games will have a two-player. You know, you can play two players, and they'll play. They'll play perfectly well. Yeah. W- what about some of the bigger games? Have you ever played uh, War of the Ring or anything like that? No, I haven't. No, I've seen Scott playing that once. I think. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no. What what one good style of game that I found that works well to players is the escape room style games. Oh so yeah. Things like unlock yeah. and exit and things like that. I found that they they translate quite well to two players. Uh, I, f- I found that if you have like more than four, sometimes you kind of have to share the cards out, and you don't always get to get involved in the puzzles. Yeah, and things. you get a but bit with, too many people trying to do with it two once, players. Yeah. You kind of you are you are really involved with it, and you're both really involved with it. So yeah. they're, they're quite good. I find. Mm-hmm. What about if you're if you're buying a game and it doesn't have a two player mode? Would that dissuade you from buying it if it was like three or four players or three to, three to five? Potentially, it kind of depends on 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 the game and the what when you know who I might play it with. And mm. If it's like if you sort of played it mostly in the club, that's probably okay because I'll be likely to play it more than two there we, anyway. We are quite fortunate in that regard, aren't we? That we'll we'll get people to play our games. <laughs> yeah, no the player, yeah, I'm only likely playing it at home. It might be a bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I have actually avoided games uh, because they don't have a two-player mode. Um, yeah. I bought the Tomb Raider game, Tomb Raider Legend. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise it was on my Amazon wish list and uh, Tracy bought me for my birthday and it's a three or four player game you can't play it uh, two player and that's nice. because you kind of attack each other and you like stealing cards off each other it's one of those kind of take that okay. sort of games so with two players it wouldn't really work because if you do, if you didn't have the treasure you'd know the other person would have it so it's a bit yeah if I'd known that I probably wouldn't have wouldn't have put it on my list, list and asked for it but 
Oh, well. Some card games don't really play two players as well. They play three or four players, yeah. and that that kind of has. I've, I've picked them up, looked at, looked at the play count, and thought, eh, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll probably not get as much play out of that as I could, so I'll put it back. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the games that doesn't technically support two players is Catan. Actually, it's mm. the box is three to four players. I mean, I have played it with two, and it, it it isn't as good. There's too much space on the board. Really, it's not enough um, overlapping, but um, which is. A bit, so it's, it's it's not quite as good to play. It's, it it yeah. works, but it's not really ideal. The, the, yeah, I, I think because publishers think two-player is quite a desirable play count, yeah. people want to play two-player games. Sometimes they'll shoehorn in you know, a two-player mode where it's not really appropriate or it, it doesn't work as well, uh, but it does kind of work in some respects. But I think the least enjoyable two, um, game I played in two-player that plays more was Photosynthesis, actually, mm. um, which I bought. And I played it to play with my mom, and it was just, it was just a bit dull because there was no, because the idea is you were uh, competing for board space, but yeah. because there's only two of us, you've got so much space, it's ridiculous. There's just no, no real competition. It was fairly, you know, just wasn't fun, mm. <laughs> really. Yeah. So that's, I would definitely not. Well, I personally wouldn't want to play that two player again. And um, obviously, your your mileage may vary, but. Um, in fact, actually, I've sold the game because I sort of got bored of the game as a whole because the start of the game was just the same every time. Mm. Um, you, you know, you start with two things on the outside and then your first couple of moves are generally the same. Uh, so there wasn't, wasn't a variety of, sort of game, to, game to game variety for me. So, so we do play quite a few two-player games at the club and uh, I, I actually um, put a message on Facebook to, to ask what other people, uh, what other games people play. So uh, yeah. everyone, everyone replied, and he mentioned a couple of games that uh, that I was trying to mention. Uh, one was Mem- Memoir Forty Four. This is the um, World War Two kind of miniatures game. It's not really miniatures; kind of a mix between miniatures and Euro. I've only played it once, but uh, I really enjoyed it. That's quite a good game. Yeah, I played it a couple of times at the Treehouse with a friend. Ah, uh, yeah. He quite likes yeah. his war games. Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of card-based things. You can play this card, and move these troops, and so on. And quite likes it. It's all right. Um, I, th- I think it's one of the ones where you can play more, more than one, but you kind of share a side. You, you have a side yeah. each, and you kind of share resources, okay. don't you? Kind of thing. I think so. I've not not tried it like that, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, another yes, one that you mentioned was a game called Undaunted. Uh, I've not okay. heard of this one, but this is another yeah, World War Two type game. This is a strategy deck building game. And then uh, Tom uh, Tom C, who's a, a contributor and co-host of this show, he, he's mentioned a game called Fox in the Forest. Which is a trick taking game. That's a recommendation from Tom. And then yeah, the other one to chat out is Hero Realms and Star Realms are very good. Oh to yeah, play of course, those. yeah, yeah. They're very nice very yeah. to play. Yeah, and like you said, the apps for those are really good as well. Yeah, yeah. So even if you don't have a don't have somebody else to play with, you can play them play them on yeah. your phone <laughs> and still get the still get the experience. Yeah. But they they are good in uh, in real life as well. I, I quite like deck building games. I quite like Dominion and things like yeah. that. So the Star Realms and the Hero Realms ones are I really, I really like those. Yeah. Well, have we managed to mention two play games without mentioning Magic the Gathering? <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> if, anyway, if, yeah. If, if you've got a deck, there are games like that. Uh, as well. I don't mind. I don't mind playing it. If you've got, um, you know, a lot of these pre-made decks that you kind of just play against each other and have fun, if, mm. if you've got a deck that you spent three hundred pounds on and you've, you know, you trash anybody that you play against, that's not really, that's not really yeah. what I'll call fun. <laughs> it's, there's too many, there's too many cards in that for me to really get going. I wouldn't know where to begin or. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, the same here. I did try and get into Keyforge a bit, but um, I found that I just actually stopped because I found the game far too swingy for me. It was I, ridiculous. I, I've got a few decks, but I've hardly, hardly played it. I've only played it a couple yeah. of times. 
I bought I bought a couple of decks and I just I, I never won a game, which wasn't <laughs> helping. But I mean, in one game against my mum, I went from having it went from I had five Ember and she had none. At the end of the next turn, I had done and she had five. Yeah, it, it, which it can be quite annoying. a swingy, can't it? Uh, with the creatures yeah. as well. Sometimes you'll have like a huge row of creatures, and then you know your opponent will play a couple of cards and then suddenly they'll all disappear or get destroyed or whatever. So yeah, I've had a few games where I thought I was doing quite well and then then suddenly yeah. I don't, I don't know if some of the new decks um, fix some of that because there are some newer decks out now with some are, new factions yeah. and things I've not played any of those but like I say I've, I've got three or four decks of the original one and I've hardly played those so I've never bothered buying any more really I sort of tried it and gone it's not for me it's too swingy I can't but yeah a lot of a lot of those yeah. kind of card games like Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh that kind of thing they'll play yeah, two player don't they quite they're well all, they're all sort of two player only almost really. yeah, yeah. Kinds of competitions and things. Uh, but I would say they're more kind of lifestyle games aren't they if you if you play a Pokemon card game that's all you'd play and you'd spend all your money on those kind of cards or Magic or whatever they're you know yeah. that's and there's Netrunner as well which I dabbled in oh yeah yeah. as well which people could play yeah. which I like for a bit but then once I sort of got into the after the base came into all the expansions, like oh my god, where do I go again? <laughs> and kind of got it. Up. Like, I can't be off to try and just buy some cars and hope I get some synergy. Yeah. The card decks are all a bit random. Well, it's, you sort of buy one and it's got cards in it, and sort of no real. I don't know. Anyway, hmm. you've gone on long enough, I think. <laughs> we'll leave yeah, Netrunner for another time, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've given you uh, plenty of options there, so I hope you've got some uh, got some inspiration for your, for your two player games there. Uh, so yeah we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there then so thank you very much for joining me Samuel it's yeah, been a pleasure yeah, talking right. to you I've really enjoyed yeah, it it's been a pleasure uh, thanks yeah. for your uh, reviews and everything no uh, we are Sheffield Board Gamers so we play uh, on a Tuesday and a Thursday evening and also on the first Sunday of the month so if you want to come and play any games with us feel free anybody can come and join we'll always try and find you a game to join you don't have to bring anything with you just turn up and we'll uh, we'll put you into a game somewhere uh, you can look. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We're on the forum, which is www.sheffieldboardgamers.com. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. So search for us there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And again, thank you, Samuel. Thank you. And uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now.